If you could turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians 12. And after Pastor Phil's talk this morning, I think this will fit in pretty nicely with a lot of the things that he said. And even right there at the end of the talk, he said something like, our strength waxes and wanes, something like that, I think. Um, And I'm going to be talking about uh, strength and weakness, strength and weakness. And um, not to share my whole testimony, but the last four years I've um, had anxiety and panic attacks. And um, recently I um, was really kind of wearing myself out trying to be strong and um, be a good testimony. And then I remembered something or heard something in a talk that I've heard a million times, but this time it just clicked. Uh, Something along the lines of um, give the Lord the problem and let him deal with it. And um, what I realized in that moment was that I didn't need to be strong because the Lord would be strong for me, that he would take the burden, that he would fix the problem and, and give me a testimony. And, um, and he has done that. I haven't been completely healed, but the fact that I'm standing here is a good sign that it, uh, there's been progress. And um, even getting on a plane was a bit uh, worrisome. Um, there's a pretty famous uh, evan- uh, televangelist in America who um, was trying to get people to give him money to buy a private jet. And he said that traveling commercial was like being on a tube full of demons, and uh, which is pretty funny from a so-called Christian person, Uh, but that was kind of the way that it felt in my mind. Um, But praise the Lord, it it was not an issue when we got here, and and the Lord's been healing me slowly and um, just helping me along the way. But I guess the lesson that I just wanted to kind of bring out before we get into this uh, from that experience was, um, don't worry so much about being a testimony that you stop yourself from having a testimony. And that's kind of what I'd been doing. I was so worried about being a testimony and, and appearing strong and like nothing was, was wrong that it was stopping me from actually having a testimony and, and having a blessing from the Lord. Um, so anyway, we're going to look at the Bible, see what it says about strength and weakness. There's tons of stuff in the Old Testament. We're not going to have time for all that. Um, but you might know lots of examples like be strong and of good courage or the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, in the New Testament, it's a little less common, um, but there are examples. Pastor Phil read one about um, strength and weakness. Um, I think we'll actually read those verses again. And um, yeah, let's get into 2 Corinthians 12. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Gotta, sorry about that. No. <laughs> okay, let's go back again. Slow down. 2 Corinthians Chapter 12. I was right the first time. I apologize. I blame it on jet lag, but it's been two and a half weeks. I don't think I can really do that. Um, I also, looking into this, I was thinking, yeah, I should look up the word strong in the concordance. Uh, but then I pulled it out and saw that it was strong's concordance. I thought, oh, that's biased. I can't, can't trust them. Just a bit of American conspiracy theory for you there. All right. Um, anyway, Second Corinthians chapter 12, this is where Paul has some need in his life. Uh, it doesn't really matter exactly what it was, um, but we can learn from his example and see what he did when he was weak. So verse 8 says, uh, For this thing, uh, this need, I besought the Lord 
thrice or three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And um, in the Amplified, um, part of those verses there where Jesus spoke, he said, My power is being perfected and completed and shows itself most effectively in your weaknesses. Right? So when we're weak, that's when God's power has a chance to work. And so again, you know, why would we ever try so hard to be strong when God's power is there for us? And uh, another part there in the Amplified Bible says, uh, Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. Um, so again, you know, when, when we're weak and we admit that we're weak, and then the power of Christ enfolds us, it surrounds us, and it's in us by the Holy Spirit. So it's on the inside and the outside. We're just completely coated in the Lord's power. Uh, it also says in the Amplified, For when I am weak in human strength, then I am truly Sorry, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. Um, so again, you know, why would we ever draw upon our own strength when we can draw upon the strength of the Lord? And not only is it okay to be weak, it's actually better to be weak so that God can prove how strong he is, so that he can, uh, in a way, show off, I guess. Um we won't turn to it, but in the next chapter, Paul also says, you seek forensic proof that Christ is speaking in and through me. And, of course, we have that proof by the Spirit. We can speak in tongues. Um, and that's the proof that, that we can never be truly weak, kind of like Sally said. There's that, that baseline, that, we, that foundation that we can't ever drop below. Um, Paul also says in, in that next chapter, Christ is not weak or ineffective in dealing with you, but powerful within you. For even, though, <clears throat> for even though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives resurrected by the power of God his Father. For we too are weak in him, uh, sorry, for we too are weak in him as he was humanly weak. Yet we are alive and well in fellowship with him because of the power of God directed toward you. So um, I like those verses and kind of the ones that we read as well. Um, you know, what is the opposite of weakness? It doesn't actually say strength. That says power. That power is actually the opposite of weakness. Um, and I, I really like that idea. Um, you know, that it's it's not about strength. It's about power. And and Jesus was crucified in weakness, but he was resurrected in power. Um, and we have that same power within us. And so, so we're not weak, we're actually powerful. And again, we don't need to worry about being strong. Um, instead, we can just focus on the power that we've been given. And it just made me think about um, testimonies I've heard of people being persecuted for their beliefs. Uh, maybe it's the kids at school or a coworker or your boss or whatever it might be. And, um, and we pray for them, we pray for those people. And God solves the problem for us. You know, maybe they come along and they get saved, or maybe a coworker gets transferred, or the boss gets fired, or the school bully moves to another school. Um, there's so many ways that the Lord can can work through those situations, and it's His power. It's not the strength of the saint. It's the the power of the Lord. 
And again, so our, our strength lies in the power of God. And the, the people in the world, they, they like to prove how strong they are, you know, how much weight they can lift, um, how many fights they can win, how, many, uh, how much they can take on. And um, you know, we, could, we could never take on what Jesus took on for us. Um, you know, he took on every single sin committed by every single person, past, present, future. Um, hear that a lot in Pastor Kevin's talks. I feel like I, you know, he's not well, I, I should say. Um, you know, every sin from Hitler and Stalin and Pol Pot, and I always think, I don't know who Pol Pot is, I went to school in America. But um, you know, those, are, those are always the people that he lists. As, you know, every single sin, their sins as well. And you know, Jesus gave himself up. Right? He allowed himself to be weak. And, and he knows how we, how we feel. He knows um, what it's like to be humanly weak. Um, but in him we're strong and, and we share his strength and um, there's plenty of that to go around. Um, yeah, I heard a, a quote in a talk recently from one of the brothers in Fresno and he said, God knows our strengths and our weaknesses. He will use our strengths and we will overcome our weaknesses. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. He'll, he'll use our strengths and he'll allow us to overcome our weaknesses. Um, I think we are. Yeah, we already read verse nine, but uh, I'll read it again from the Amplified. It says, "We are glad when we are weak, since God, <clears throat> since God's power comes freely through us." So again, it's the opposite of weakness is actually power, and and we can be glad when we're weak, and we can find gladness in the strength of others. So it's I find that encouraging as well. That you know you can you can know that. Um, that your strength, um, or your yeah, your strength can bring gladness to others when they're weak, and um, you know you have the power to bring gladness and strength to your brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord! All right, let's go to Matthew seventeen. Matthew seventeen. Um, so again, if if the opposite of weakness is actually power, then then what is strength? What is strength all about? Is it Endurance is it um, overcoming? Um, is it love? Is it joy? Um, it, we could read scriptures about all of those. It is all of those things. Um, but there's one aspect that I find interesting about strength um, here in Matthew 17, verse 19. It says, "Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out?" Right? They were trying to cast out a, a devil from someone and and couldn't do it. Um, verse 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto the mountain, uh, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Um, so, right, this again, this world often sees strength as the ability to move things to move weights or move um, maybe another person. I was thinking of, of wrestling. You know, that's considered a, a feat of strength. Uh, maybe push-ups, moving your own body. Um, but here we see that, um, that even a small amount of faith can move mountains. So way more than moving a person or your own body um, or a few weights or even like those strongman competitions where they pull a car with their teeth, you know, a rope. You know, um, any of that is nothing compared to moving a mountain. And um, we can do that with just a, a small, tiny amount of faith. 
So with just that little bit of faith, we can be you know, the, the world's strongest man or woman or boy or girl, um, just with that bit of faith. And um, this concept of, of strength and faith being um, connected uh, can be seen in tons of different scriptures, but we'll just look at a couple examples real quickly. Uh, uh, first one's in Acts chapter 3. Acts 3. There's this connection between strength and faith. Uh, so this is a story you've probably read many times of the man who was um, healed and, and walked for the first time. He'd never walked before, I don't think. And uh, Peter and John lifted him up in the name of Jesus. And we'll pick up just one verse in verse 16. Um, it says, um, And his name, through faith in his name, speaking of Jesus, has made this man strong, whom you see and know, Yea, the faith which is in him, in Jesus, um, has given him, this man, this perfect soundness in the presence of all of you. Right, so this man was healed just by the faith that he had in Jesus. Right, he was made strong. He was made perfectly sound. He, was, um, he found strength through that faith. Uh, let's look at another example in Romans chapter 4. Like I said, there are tons of these we could look at, but just a few. Romans 4. This is, um, speaking of Abraham, in verse 19, it says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Uh, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Um, right, so again, strength is is faith. It's believing God's word. It's believing His promises. It's not giving up. It's being patient. Um, you know, it's being faithful. That's what what strength is. Um, there's another example. We won't turn to it, but it's in First Corinthians 16. Uh, it says, "Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. Be strong." So again, that connection of, between faith and strength. Uh, let's go to Romans 15. Romans 15, verse 1. I think we heard about this in the gifts this morning. Um, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. Right, so if we are strong, then we're told to help others. That um, you know, strong people look for others to strengthen, almost like a, a spiritual personal trainer. And um, I work at a, a high school. I'm a PE teacher, and so I spend um, a lot of time in the locker room, which is a very stinky, gross place to be. I would not recommend it. But um, uh, at the end of the day, it's the baseball team mostly that's in there, and I always see them flexing in the mirror, and uh, all, all the time, <laughs> every day. Uh, not all of them, but quite a few, and I love just looking at their muscles and you know gazing upon themselves and all that sort of stuff. And um, I always just think, you know, how does that help the team? Is there any way that that's helping your team get better? Baseball, there is a lot of confidence required, so. I've, 
maybe I could give them a, a break, but um, obviously it does not help the team uh, to do something like that. And um, it's like the fellowship. Our, uh, you know, the fellowship is a team, and you know, our, our team will get better if we work to strengthen others instead of looking at how strong we are. And um, there's lots of ways to do that, but I think simply the best way to make others stronger is just to share to share a testimony, to share a talk, to share a scripture, um, share a chorus, whatever it might be, share a revelation. Uh, we've had a lot of um, a lot of meetings, mostly on Zoom, recently with the saints, the new saints in Vancouver. Well, they're not new saints, but they're new to us. Um, a fellowship of fifty people that's now part of the revival fellowship. When not long ago they weren't, and now they are, and they share. Um, testimonies that they, they call blessings, but it's just a short revelation. I read this scripture. This is what happened from it. This is what it made me think of. And I really like those testimonies. Um, they just call them blessings. Um, so it's something like that can, can be a great way to strengthen others. And of course, also just sharing our time with each other, um, especially with people who are struggling, uh, meeting up, sharing scriptures, um, praying together, any of those kinds of things, reaching out to them, and um, even something simple like setting them help, helping them to set up a spiritual routine can be really uh, helpful as well, especially for the young people. And uh, I think we just never know how much we can, can help a brother or sister just by sharing something with them, sharing something the Lord has given us with them. All right, uh, let's go back one chapter. might even be the same page, Romans 14. And uh, just one verse here, verse 21, kind of along those same lines. Uh, it is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything there whereby thy brother stumbles, or is offended, or is made weak. And right, so we don't want to do anything that's going to weaken others. Um, uh, whatever it is, it's, it's not worth holding on to. And I heard as well a, a talk recently from... Um, uh, a pastor that said he said something like, "Sometimes you have to deny yourself for the love of your brothers and sisters. Make sure your freedom isn't tripping up somebody else." Uh, I just I like that as well. Just really simple um, that our our freedom um, shouldn't trip up someone else. All right, last scripture in First uh, Corinthians chapter one. Just a couple pages from there. First uh, Corinthians one. Uh, before we read that, um, you probably read in Hebrews 11 all the, the list of the amazing, miraculous things that were done by uh, a lot of people in the Old Testament. And um, in the middle of that list, there's one little phrase that I really like. It says, out of weakness, they were made strong. And um, in other translations, it says things like, their weakness was turned to strength, or out of frailty and weakness, they won strength and became stalwart, which means faithful. It's, a, it's just a, such a great example, such a great testimony that, that God can turn weakness into strength uh, just in a, in a moment, in an instant. It can happen. And uh, just one, one prayer, it's almost like uh, we talked about moving things. One, one spiritual push-up is enough to, to go from being this weakling who's getting bullied by our problems to the world's strongest saint, um, with just one prayer, right? So we just we have faith. We keep praying. We keep believing. We don't give up. Um, 
And let's read these last few verses here. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. Um, sorry, this is, uh, it's talking about kind of the true gospel and how it can be a stumbling block to some people and to others it's foolishness. Uh, yeah, I think, these, I think these might have been the ones that Pastor Phil read this morning. Uh, but to the right people, the gospel is power and wisdom. And um, so anyway, verse 24, uh, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. That's what the gospel is, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because um, the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye, uh, sorry, for ye see your calling, brethren, now that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. Right, so the, the true gospel, it has this power, it has the power to, um, uh, for those people, it has power for those people who are chosen by God. And, and even at his weakest, Christ is still stronger than, than the world's strongest man. Um, and I just love that it, it shows us that God doesn't choose strong people uh, necessarily, or wise or famous people. Uh, he chooses weak people and makes them strong. And um, of course, we know what to do to be uh, chosen by the Lord, to be baptized fully underwater, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues as our evidence. Um, and and people coming to the Lord, oftentimes they say, oh, I'm, I'm weak, I don't know what to do. I say, well, that's perfect, you're in the perfect position, you're ready. Um, that's where you want to be, to be chosen, um, because God chooses the weak. And, and of course, we were all weak before we were chosen, um, but now we could say we're strong, but really we're powerful. It's, it's even better. And you know, we go through times where we might feel strong and times where we might feel weak, uh, but we always have that power within us and around us, inside and out. Um, again, we just con- continue to pray in tongues. Uh, we continue to see the power that the Lord has working in us and working through us. And um, that gives us, um, that power will give us strength. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.